you are now listening to <laughs> yet another podcast podcast set. My ideal America is not possible with Donald Trump as president, okay? Hell no. And then most of the people who voted for him is starting to see that, oh, shit, maybe I made a mistake. Uh Uh-huh. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Um, I know I started off the last episode, I think, with a raise of the glass, a cheers, and um, I'd like to do it again tonight, Sunday. Why not? And, um, you know, our president, after four-plus months, has finally worn a face mask in public. So let's cheers to that. Now, doesn't mean it'll last long. Doesn't mean that he'll continue the trend that everybody else seems to abide by. Well, everybody on the right side of things, you know, and I mean right in the right way, the right ways to be, not the alt-right. We'll talk about that tonight, I guess, too. And, um, you know, but, you know, our leader finally putting a mask on after uh, almost five months of this, you know, while telling us that we should all wear masks, or actually he doesn't tell us that. He says it's kind of your decision as an American whether you should wear a mask or not. Um, But when we have a global pandemic going on, the right thing to do is to wear your mask to protect yourself, your family, and others. And for him to preach to his followers that, you know, it's your right to not wear one is the wrong message. And that's why he's the wrong man for the job. He'll never be the right man for the job. He can't handle the job. He's collapsed under pressure. Um, he's, He's lived off of lies his entire life. And now during his presidency, we hear the lies day in and day out. And it's almost like it's normal fodder for um, Donald. And um, it just doesn't seem to get any better. I hope um, everyone out there is trying to maintain some kind of sanity through all this. I know it's um, it's just really tough. We don't know what to really do. Um, you know, a lot of us are still working and a lot of us aren't. And um, it's just this country is in disarray um, in so many ways. And sitting here on, you know, Sunday night, I think it's July 12th today. um, My grandfather, my my grandfather's birthday, if he was still alive, he would have been 92 today. So another uh, raise of the glass for for Daryl. Love you. Cheers. Uh, He would have been appalled by the things going on um, 
well, that this, that, that, that this president allows to go on in our country these days. Um, but man, it's, uh, well, I know the coronavirus um, still to this day, you know, four or five months in, none of us really know what to think about this thing other than to try to protect ourselves with um, the masks or, um, you know, social distancing, things like that. But still, even the experts, you know, they don't know. Um, we're just all learning day to day, as I think they are. And if you're smart, if you want to do the right thing, you wear your mask and you try to protect others and yourself from this virus because it's just getting worse. And now we see this, I don't even think this is a second wave. I think this is just still the remnants of the first um, where a lot of these states opened up way too early. And now we see the re repercussions and um, people are getting sick, people are dying. Um, a lot of younger people, people my daughter's age, are um, being affected by this by this virus, and it just doesn't care how old you are. Um, if it's going to get you, it's going to get you. And so, this lackadaisical, sort of laid back attitude that half the country seems to have that this is a that this still could be a hoax. I mean, they were just talking about this 30-year-old man, I think, who died, or a woman, I'm sorry, but a 30-year-old person who died over the weekend. And, you know, I'm sure all of us have heard this story by now, but, uh, you know, his last words or their last words were, you know, I think I made a mistake. And what this person had done was go to a, a party, I believe, that were that was like, a, you know, a, a COVID-19 party or something like that where they didn't think it was real and um this poor person died because of it and um it doesn't care about your age it doesn't care what you look like it, it um if it's going to get you like i said it's going to get you so we have to protect ourselves so i hope everybody out there um the one listener i may have <laughs> you're listening i hope you're wearing a mask when you go out and i hope you're doing well and i hope all you guys are doing well and that's all we can do is just try to protect ourselves. Do not listen to Donald Trump. Um, you know, that was another photo op opportunity for him, much like that whole Bible debacle that happened about a month ago. Um, and that's all that was for him was a photo op. Um, he knows he's sinking in the polls. He knows he's in trouble. Um, he's going to try to do everything he can to try to scrape and scrap and... Um, do whatever he can to win this re-election because in his mind he can't he can't lose he can't lose he's got to win so we've got to do everything we have to do as good Americans and get out there in November and vote um, this man every day pretty much commits a crime or lies or just tells an untruth and uh, to us, the American citizens, that he is supposed to uh, protect. And he hasn't seemed like he's cared about any one of us since this all has begun. Um, he's cared 
mainly about getting the country back open and the economy and business because he's a businessman first and foremost and he doesn't know how to be a president he does i don't even think he cares about being a president it's just another notch in his belt where donald's concerned so you know something he can sit down by the fire one day when he's an old man and say oh you remember that time they put me in the white house <laughs> can you believe it you know that's that's his shit so you know i also noticed uh, over the weekend and i knew this was going to happen um when i first started the podcast um i didn't know what to talk about to tell you the truth um not a very i wasn't a very political person years ago um i'm still trying to learn as much as i can um and having donald in office has really woke me up to wanting to learn more about politics honestly and um you know i'm still learning and trying to keep up with everything and i you know that's why it kind of started out the way it was because i was concerned about what was going on in our country at the time and i still am and have been and um you know so at that time early on in february actually february 6th was my first podcast bob marley's birthday um if you heard the episode and um it was a great day to start it that way and um big fan of bob and you know and then it kind of just went into this whole you know you know it just went political and I'm no expert, believe me. And if you've listened listened to the ex the episodes, you you know I'm no expert. But you know, I'm speaking from the heart. I try to read as much as I can. I try to learn as much as I can. I've made a few mistakes here and there, um, but I try to correct those and I try to learn um, the best I can. And you know, starting off early, one of the first few episodes, you know, Roger Stone was in the news at that point at that time and um you know i knew about roger stone uh, before i'd even thought about the doing a podcast or anything like that and he, and he was writing the news around that time he had just been convicted of um uh numerous crimes um witness tampering uh, lying to congress amongst other things trying to protect his president donald trump and um he was sentenced to, I think, a little over three years. Um, and at that time, you know, the president had come out and said that, uh, you know, he was thinking about maybe a future pardon for Roger, that it was a witch hunt, like he always likes to say about any one of, you know, his cronies that gets in trouble or himself. It's always a witch hunt or the uh, Democrats trying to destroy his presidency and his reelection. But, you know, Roger Stone did the crime. He uh, he was involved in the whole Russia probe, all that. He was he's been around for a long time. This is nothing new if you know about Roger Stone, and you know he he deserves that at least that three years uh, for his crimes, the ones he's committed now or the ones he's committed throughout his life that he wasn't caught for. So, for him to get three years was a light sentence, as I put it in that that episode long ago, and he was looking at seven to nine years. Got off with about three. And, you know, he's been out um, this entire time awaiting his um, first day um, in prison, which was, I think it's it was supposed to be on this Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday, the 14th of July. Uh, but the president commuted his, uh, his sentence and 
did not give him a full pardon. So, you know, he'll still, those, those, those crimes will still be on his record, but he won't do any jail time. So yet again, another one of uh, Trump's pals gets off with uh, no jail time for committing a crime. And it's, you know, it's, it's an, it's an atrocity. It's, it's what these guys do. Um, you know, as long as you take care of Donnie, um, then get yourself in a little trouble. He's going to, um, He's going to do what he can and use those executive powers and flex a little bit and um, get you off, get you off of uh, doing any jail time or so. It's just uh, another uh, another disappointing day um, in this presidency of Donald Trump. And Roger Stone has been. I mean, he used to work for Nixon back when he was 19 years old. He's been in the game for a long time. Very eccentric guy, loud mouth, does the whole Nixon, you know, throwing up the peace signs with the arms outstretched, does that weird pose with the neck crouched down really low like Nixon did and does all that kind of shit. Wears those zoot suits and, uh, you know, he's just a character. Smart guy, but... um. Another evil guy, a bad guy. Um, he was involved in the whole Watergate investigation back with Nixon. Um, got himself in a little, a little trouble back then. Um, he was taking uh, money from some secret fund and, and, and was put on a list um, along with a, a, a bunch of other crooks in that Nixon uh, that group. And, um, you know, he's, he's even said that uh, he thought it was cool that that happened to him, that he was you know, some kind of bad boy. So that's, that's, that's Roger Stone for you. He likes to be bad. He doesn't care about what's doing what the right thing. He cares about winning and, um, just like Trump. And so they go hand in hand. They're, they're, they're good friends. And, uh, Trump showed him his loyalty, uh, by commuting his sentence. And now Roger Stone is a free man. I wonder, I don't know how the rules go. This is what I mean about knowing, a lot about politics and, and, and these kind of things, but I don't know if Trump would be able to use him as a strategist again or, in a, or as an advisor in this upcoming election. So I don't know. Um, Roger knows things and did things for Trump uh, that has to deal with these Russians, and um, that's why he deserves to be in jail. He deserves to be wearing those that jumpsuit. Um, But now he won't because another criminal got him out of jail. Um, Roger himself, he, he was a type of person who really learned the art of playing dirty at a really early age. I believe in, even in uh, middle school or high school, whatever it was, doing debates, things like that. He learned how to manipulate people and use people or... He was smart enough to know what the people kind of wanted, whether they knew they wanted that or not. He knew how to manipulate those those few to get those votes, and you know he he kind of he's the kind of guy who he knew at an early age that you know the average guy, the average person, the average Joe, um, really kind of I don't know um, equates. Uh, entertainment and politics 
in the same light, you know, they're the, almost the same thing. You know, and if you think back, you know, many of um, our um, presidents are entertainers. I don't mean that in the in the in the in the actual meaning of an, an entertainer. I mean just eccentric types, people that are able to hold court, um, manipulate, um, lie, and he realized that at an early age. And so, when you have a guy like Roger Stone who knows this about the American public and how we tend to vote and that we do like a shit show and that we do like this whole you know even with Clinton like the playing the whole saxophone on a Arsenio Hall back in the day I was a teenager I remember that and I was like who's this guy this guy wants to be president um, long before I was even able to vote and it just sticks in my mind to this day and um, entertaining right and so now he's been involved with Nixon like I said who was a a, uh, a conservative crook all about law and order he was involved uh, working with Reagan Ronald Reagan in the 80s who um, was a conservative puppet if you want to put it that way um, you know he had the whole war on drugs thing also a law and order type of guy very conservative a former actor if you didn't know for the young people out there he was an actor in Hollywood um, and then Trump who's a complete fucking madman um, and who was also an entertainer, a person on TV, real estate guy, um, a madman, a devil, a demon, as we've uh, come to know <laughs> over these past three and a half years um, with the immigration stuff, the gun laws, and law and order, again, make America great again. Um, that whole, That whole thing. So Roger Stone's been involved with all three, three of these guys and more, but those are three of the top guys you can sit there and say, you know, you got Nixon, Reagan, Trump, all law and order type of presidents, uh, very conservative. Um, and, you know, he's part of the Young Republicans. And um, he just, what he did was, Roger was smart enough to know that you know, let a couple years pass after the Watergate thing and he got himself in trouble with all that and kind of maybe lost a little steam, but then he came back, um, used it for to his advantage and really um, put himself in that, that political world as a force to be reckoned with when it comes to strategy um, and just advising these bad men um, and, and, and showing them how to win. Um, and he did it with Trump. He was a big part of getting Trump elected along with Steve Bannon. Um, and these kind of guys, you know. Um, now, Steve Bannon um, is a person who I haven't talked about a lot on the podcast. And I don't, you know, I just know what I know of Steve. Um, seeing him in interviews, uh, reading certain things, a few documentaries here and there. Um for whatever Bannon wants to tell you, he is definitely an alt-right uh, sort of guy. Um, he's involved with Breitbart, that whole thing. Um, and that's just it. Uh, just hate-mongering is what, they, is what that whole website is. It's just a, a hateful um, 
very white supremacist sort of website for all these militias and these alt-right type of white men who believe in this kind of shit. They believe in Steve Bannon. Um, Steve Bannon was also a big, big, huge part of getting Trump elected. Another very intelligent man, but an evil intelligence in Steve Bannon. Um, you know, the thing, the sad part is if we could have these guys on the right side of things, the world would be a lot of better place. But these guys are scared. They're fearful of change. They feel disrespected in what they think is their country and no one else's. Anybody, anyone of color, uh, these guys don't want to be involved with. And, you know, Steve will tell you that that's not the case. And, um, He'll be the type of guy who says, oh, yeah, you know, I have black friends and that kind of shit. But in all honesty, this guy's working with the alt-right. He goes over to Germany and all these fucking Russia. Who knows? You know, he goes over and deals with these extremists and um, these militia types and these hateful organizations. And he's still involved with all that. I wonder if Trump would bring, I don't know, you know, that was a weird thing, you know, he got Trump elected and not long after, I believe in 2017, he was, he was let go, I don't know if he left on his own accord, I've never really looked into it, and I, I should have by now, um, but I was like, good, he's fucking gone, get him out of here, um, this didn't matter, Trump's still in there, so, you know, I've kept up with a, a few things with Steve Bannon, but I'm, I'm curious to see if Trump, like I said, he's scrambling to try to do whatever he can and appeal to that alt-right that 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 extreme right following that Steve Bannon is all is all about and um I wonder if Trump would use him or if he's smart enough not to use him because I mean it doesn't matter though it really doesn't matter this country is so wishy-washy and so scary in a lot of ways um you know white America put this guy in here um and you know with everything going on now with the virus and the race relations going on now. Um, there's a lot of, of hateful shit going on still. And people are resisting against this movement of equality and justice for all. And I'm not surprised by it. But I just, in my heart of hearts, I can't believe how many people are resistant to change. And just wanting to be um, good to your fellow neighbor and try to work with people and make this country better that way instead of trying to segregate and split the country in half I'll, I'll never understand that but these guys these people they're seeing this change happen before their eyes and they're becoming even more fearful and they're loading their guns and believe me they're ready to shoot so we have to be aware of that we have to get Trump out of office. So hopefully if anybody's out there listening to this and you might be on the fence, I would hope you'd think and sit and think and see, just open your eyes and your ears and see and listen to what's going on in our country right now and know that we can't do four more years of this or we won't have a country. Now Trump will tell us if we put Biden in there, we'll lose America for what it is. We've lost America, okay, long ago long ago it's never really been america if you want to be honest what the concept of america is supposed to be it's never really been america it's been for one group of people 
who have benefited benefited tremendously for hundreds of years. And now that they see it's all kind of starting to change and slip away, and they may become the minority, they're starting to panic. And that's why you have so much of these ridiculous videos with these Karens and these, they, I think they call it guys Kens now. It's just ridiculous. And it's always white people. It's always white people who don't want to wear the mask in the store or who are uh, saying some kind of racial shit to someone of, of another color or race. It's always white people, right? We have to take a look at that and wonder what the fuck is wrong with white America. Why is white America so angry and scared? Of what? It's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a part of that white America. So I, I don't know. I haven't had those feelings in my life. I don't know what that feels like to walk around and be scared of other people just because they don't look like me. You know, I don't know what that feels like. So this is all kind of, you know, when I see these stories come out or I, I see these videos, which is the worst, and you hear the tone of the, these, the, 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 these people's voices and just how angry they are at someone for just being different. It just boggles my mind. And I'd like to have a debate. I'd like to have a, a, not a debate, but maybe a talk and just find out where they're coming from. And I think that's the key that eventually we'll need to communicate on a deeper level. We'll have to figure out how to talk to one another, um, community to community, and figure out how to fix this thing and how everybody can benefit and how everybody can thrive and make our and bring our country back because it's going to shit since this guy has been in office it's before that yeah it's it's always been bad okay but this is out of control and any trump fan who wants to say well, what do you expect him to do he had the coronavirus to deal with and he has this whole movement now well he hasn't helped himself any that's my first answer he claimed it was a hoax. He claimed it was the Democrats. He claimed it was this and that. You don't have to wear a mask. It's not real to be over in April. All this shit. He said all those things. You can't deny it. And then with this movement, the way he's acted, not once as a president for all people, right? He hasn't acted that way not one time. He's done, he's done just the exact opposite. He segregated himself and his people, his followers, on one side and the rest of us as some sort of rioters and, you know, we're the bad ones. We're trying to tear America down by standing up for our fellow brothers and sisters and wanting equality for our brothers and sisters but we're the wrong ones and for him to act this way during this this whole racial divide this whole this whole movement and to not speak up and speak out and try to bring people together but yet try to split people apart even further is the worst thing 
a president can do. And that's what I don't understand about his followers and his believers because if you don't see that, that this is a problem here in America, then you are a part of the problem. You've been a part of the problem. You are the fucking problem. You've been the problem. That's why America hasn't really prospered the way it should for all. There's only been a certain few that's been able to really prosper and we all know who they are. And you know him with these trying to protect these Confederate monuments and not having any kind of empathy for anybody else who that may offend or hurt just goes to show you that he is not a president for the people. He is for one group of people. People that look like him and are kind of in his uh, tax bracket. Those non-believers that think America has always been great because their fucking lives have always been great. Generations and generations of their families have been great. They don't care to look and see about all the other people out here in America that live here and how it's really affected generations and generations of their families and how unfair it's been for them. This is why he can't be president. He will never be a president. He has the title. Yeah, he has the title. But he hasn't been a president since day one. I think a lot of people are waking up I hope a lot of people are waking the fuck up. You never know over here. We're so gun crazy and so out of control and so hateful that you just don't know. But the good thing is that this movement still continues and still goes on and that people haven't given up. Of all colors and races, we've all been out there fighting for what's right. And that's one good plus we can see this thing could have happened with George Floyd and could have went on for a week or two and then faded out like it always does. But this thing is still going strong and still making change. Change that's been needed to be changed for hundreds of years. And now all these alt-right Donald Trump followers and believers are running scared. They're starting to really feel the heat and starting to feel the pressure and hear those footsteps at their back because we're coming for you. I want to talk a little bit about, a little bit more, because I did talk about them on the last, I think, couple podcasts. But it's something that's always concerned me and something that's always bothered me. You know, especially me being a white man and having these people do this do these sorts of things to others for hundreds of years since America began and it sets an example for the rest of the white race um, and they have no, no care about that because they, they think in their minds that we should all believe the same thing as they believe why don't you feel that way like me why, you know these alt-right and militias and these Nazis and whoever these people think that, well, you're white, you should feel like I feel. And they don't understand that there's millions and millions and millions of people who don't have that view. The scary part is there's millions and millions and millions of people who do still hold that point of view and who still want segregation and still want a white state 
Um, you have people like, you know, you have the old schoolers like David Duke, um, who a lot of people out there, especially my age group or older, and, and maybe even a little younger, you know about David Duke. He's just recently, and even for any anybody out there who's a little younger, you've probably seen him in the news because he's just recently promoted Donald Trump again. Um, he was involved um, at the uh, in Charlottesville in 2017. That whole that whole um, oh, what a day that was. Uh, where that white supremacist, young white supremacist, drove his car into that crowd crowd of people and killed that that young girl, and was lucky he didn't kill more. I, I don't know how there were there weren't more people killed in that chaotic scene that happened that day in Charlottesville. Um, another guy, you know, I don't know, I'm not going to go into a whole list, but you know, these are the top guys that are they made their names for themselves over. You know, Dukes has been around for Dukes been around forever. Um, former grand wizard um was one of the guys who started um he's the kind of guy who uh, changed up the whole clan look and and put the, put himself in in a, in a suit and um just really wanted to um get into politics and that was the way he figured out they could do it they can't do it with wearing those fucking bed sheets and burning crosses so they put a suit on and they shave and look presentable, and they uh, they find their their way inside of um, corporations and boardrooms and wherever else in politics, and that's their plan, and that's what they want to do. And now he can't uh, get himself elected uh, anywhere, especially nowadays. So what he does is he promotes people who have uh, similar ideologies, like Trump, and so he promotes them. And Trump wants to deny these guys, but believe me, he's so glad to have these fucking guys on this alt right because he would have. Even less followers if you didn't have that alt-right, extreme, white supremacist following that Trump has. And then you got newer guys. Um, actually, the guy who came up with the term alt-right is a guy named Richard Spencer. Young guy. I think he's probably in his 30s. Another piece of shit. Uh, the type of guy you just want to punch in the face. He's always got that smirk on his face and thinks he's smarter than the room. Um, you know... Has a little look, kind of a hipster look, you know. Wears the, the 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 haircut slicked over the part with the fucking suit. Always looks, uh, you know, well dressed. He was actually the guy who led that whole thing in Charlottesville with the tiki torches, all those preppies with the khakis and the fucking dress shirts that marched down and surrounded that statue, and um, they were holding their tiki torches and saying, "You will not replace us." You will not. That was Richard Spencer. He led that charge. He led that group. He wants to start an ethos state where he, you know, it's it's a white state where white people can go and feel safe, and everybody else can go somewhere else. That's that's his whole i idea uh, for what he wants in America now. Uh, he's another scared little white boy, and um, you know, him hearing that, he'd laugh right now with that little laugh he has, and he's a, he's a, he's scared. Um, you got you got that the maniac Alex Jones, of course we all know Alex Jones, and just um, you know it's just these these guys, man, that they go on and they've been out here preaching this this hatred for for years and years, and the scary part is you have, and you know it's like a Steve Bannon too. Steve Bannon's another one, another like I said, intelligent guy who can really kind of manipulate and um, get in there. You know he's charming. 
Um, he'll sit down and talk to you. Um, but when you know what he's really about deep down and what he really wants for this country, it's a scary thing. Now, they've described Steve Bannon as a um, a human mazel tov cocktail. You know, he's that guy. He's going to throw grenades. He's ready to blow the whole fucking system up, but in the wrong way, you know. He doesn't want to, want, to, want to do it for the right ways, you know, and that's why he loved Trump and why he thought Trump was the would get elected, and he was right, and uh, you know he was uh, he was right. And so you had these guys, and you know to go back to Richard Spencer, who's a scary guy because, you know, the way he speaks and the way that he, um, you know, he'll say things like um, how how Trump. Uh, in reference to Hail Hitler, and he, he he'll say that that's not what it is, but he he's in the same camp as Trump, where they all fucking lie. They won't tell you the truth. You know, he'll come out and sit, tell you, you know, he wants a white world and all that kind of shit. But he'll beat around the bush and say certain things where he'll make you think like, you know, you know, I'm not a bad guy. This is just what I feel for my people. Why can you, as black folks, have your rights and? have your movements but we as white folks we can't have ours but he doesn't seem to understand that the reason why you can't really have your movement Richard is because you've had your movement for the last 300 years 400 years you know you've had your time you've benefited the white race in general has benefited in this country more than any other everybody knows that but people like him when the pressure is on and their back is against the wall they get scared and their first thing to do is to gear up Surround himself with a bunch of scary guys holding guns, dressed in camos, who claim that they're here to protect us. When, when all they want to do is shoot. Whether you're white or black, if you don't believe what they believe, they'll shoot you in a heartbeat and throw you in a ditch. And won't even lose any sleep over it, believe me. This is how these people are built. And that's why we have to crush movements. And people like Richard Spencer, Roger Stone, Steve Bannon, Donald Trump. Because they are all one and the same type of man and person. They are all evil. And they will tell you that I'm sticking up for mine, me and mine. Richard Spencer would tell me straight to my face because we have the same skin tone that he's doing it for me. That's what he would tell me. And that I'm foolish for believing in what I believe in, which is rights for everyone, no matter what color or religion you are. He would tell me I'm a fool. Because that's how strongly he believes that the white race is far superior than everybody else. I heard him say to a black man one time on a documentary, 
that the black people in general have benefited by being slaves. This is his ideology. This is what he thinks. He told a black reporter that black folks had benefited because white people stole them from Africa and brought them here and enslaved them to build this country for no pay or anything else. No rights. <laughs> Nothing. So this is, this is the mindset of people like Richard Spencer and these others that we have to eliminate. And this movement hopefully is outing these people and starting to, it's starting to become less and less. And I think a lot more white folks are beginning to see and understand how serious this shit is. I don't think a lot of white folks are really bad people for the most part. They just get wrapped up like all of us do, no matter what color you are, in your life, in your world, and you don't really pay attention to what's going on outside of your neighborhood, which is unfortunate. And there's a lot of people that do, but there's a lot of folks that don't. But I think now with everything going on and how this country is just falling apart before all of our eyes, a lot of white folks are waking up and saying, man, Donald Trump is a bad guy. These are bad people. All they do is lie to us every single day. The whole goddamn cabinet, every official, every aide, they all fucking lie. They lie, lie, lie. And that's, that's their strategy, to lie until they can get to the next day to lie again. And that's the good thing about this whole movement and everything that's happening right now, even though it's just like a mind fuck. It's just, it's just so crazy right now with everything going on. And not just the racial stuff, it's just, it's just everything. This virus is something that it's really uh, taking hold, you know, and it's just really a scary, scary thing, you know, and even coming up with this whole school issue. Now I have a 12 year old who's still in school. I don't want to send my daughter back to school and I won't. Not because, excuse me, not because I don't feel like my daughter should be in school or I don't want my daughter to be in school. All of us, I think, want that. All of us do, even the teachers included, but not the way this country has ran this whole virus situation. There's no plan, still. There's no fucking plan. So who the fuck in their right mind is going to send their child back to school in a couple months or a month or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be? Nobody. Except for these non-believers or people who just don't want to deal with their kids anymore and uh, they're, they're tired of the whole Zoom thing. <laughs> you know? Get over yourselves. We have to make a stand that this is not going to happen. We can't let this, this government who is in control right now control us this way. He's going he's gonna to withhold federal funding from schools if they don't open? Are you fucking kidding me, Donald? Really? That's what a good president does? You're going to threaten people by withholding federal funding for these schools if they don't go back to work? 
just like you did with the, in the medical field when you or these governors or these mayors these these cities when they didn't want to comply you're going to withhold funding and and getting them medicals you're, you're a piece of fucking shit there's no way that any of us should feel safe with our kids going back to school right now um with with the way our country has handled this pandemic it is not getting any better it is actually getting fucking out of control over the last couple of weeks or you know a few weeks this last month has been craziness because we opened up too early and i happen to be in a state in delaware that has done a, a decent job and we really i mean look we're a small state comparatively i get it but still you know we can't do it we just cannot do this we can't put our children back in school at the moment. It just might have to be, this year just might have to be next. And we're going to have to try again in 2021 because there's no plan. And I know that there are many people out there who feel the same way I do. I hope. And the people that I've talked to feel the same way. You know, but I hope that most of us out there don't want to send our kids back to school and treat them as guinea pigs and act like nothing's going to happen. And it's not, it's not fair to the teachers either. Or anybody who has to work in the school system. It's not fair to anyone who has to put themselves in a detrimental situation because, you know, we have to, we can't, we can't not teach our kids. Well, we have to, there's, there's, uh, yeah, we can Mike Pence. Yeah, we can Donald Trump. We do it at home for right now because this is what we have to do because you guys fucked it up. So this is what we have to do because you fucked it up. Don't put it on us and put our kids in jeopardy and our teachers in jeopardy. Because you messed up. Get your shit together. Figure it out. Have a plan. And then we'll put our kids back in school. Man. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I, I try to take time off thinking that, you know, I'll cool off some. But once I get to talking about this stuff, and this is really just therapy for me. I don't even think anybody fucking listens. <laughs> But if you do, I appreciate you so much and thank you. But I mean, this is just craziness. And I, I really hope if anybody's out there listening that you're doing okay and that you're just hanging in there and that you, I hope you're feeling the same way I feel about a lot of this stuff because I feel like I'm, I'm speaking from my heart and my soul and I feel like it's just the right thing to think and feel as a human being. I will never back down from my beliefs as these others who don't believe what I believe or believe what we believe, they won't back down either. And that's why we have to, we have to fight against the evil in the world. And we're putting these people on blast right now. We're putting these people under the lights, under the hot lights. And that's what it comes down to with these monuments and all these things that need to come down because these are wrong. They're symbols of hate and a time in our country that was nothing to really want to remember for a lot of people. And so anybody out there who thinks that it's part of our history, yes, it is part of our history. But those people are in the history books. They're on the internet. If you want to know about Robert E. Lee, look him, look him up and read about him. We don't have to have a monument. We don't have to have a monument. 
because that symbol that symbol hurts a lot of people put yourself in their shoes and think about how you'd feel and that's why these monuments and all these symbols of hatred that thrive across our country and have thrived across our country and just part of our everyday American fucking life they need to come down and we need to end it and we need to involve and include everyone as part of this great thing that we call America because that is what America is that's what it is we all know in our heart of hearts good people out there know in their heart of hearts that's what it's about you're not scared because there's nothing to be scared of these people who grab these guns and dress up and want to be in these fucking and want to segregate themselves are scared. They're ignorant. So let's try to teach. Let's try to educate. Let's try to help those folks who don't want to conform and get rid of some of these, these people, you know. I saw one really hurtful thing. I'll leave you at this. And this is just another thing that really bothers me. And these these guys were young, young, two young white guys, probably in their, I don't know, maybe they're in their mid-20s. He's in Indiana because I saw the plates on his truck, his pickup truck. And he's got the whole, you know, kind of twang thing going on. And somebody had put a piece of paper on his dash under his windshield wiper that said, fuck you with an exclamation point and he picked it up and he started his little video and he started to walk around he already had this snarky attitude about well talking to his buddy well I don't know what, what this could be about I don't know what they're all upset about could be this let's walk around and see and he walks around to the back of his pickup truck and on on the on the on the bed and on the door he has a confederate flag fucking like sticker on the whole back of the pickup truck door and hanging over the fucking flag and the door is a noose that he tied. And he's like talking to his buddy, being a smart ass. Like, I don't know what they could be. So what, what do you think there, Bobby? What do you think? I don't know, man. It's just your dog leash. It ain't no, couldn't be a noose, you know? I don't know, you know, it ain't racist or nothing because it's, it's just, just here, you know? It ain't no noose, you know? These guys, you know, knowing what they're doing, knowing they're trying to get somebody riled up to start trouble. You know why? So he could probably pull out that gun that's on his hip and flex or possibly shoot someone because somebody else is in disagreement and thinks that is the wrong thing to promote. And it is the wrong thing to promote, you fucking hillbilly redneck motherfucker. But you'll learn. You'll learn. And it hurts me that, and it bothers me, it doesn't hurt me, it angers me that people with the same skin tone as me and young people too. When I see young people doing it, people in their 20s, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? What have you been taught? Where the fuck do you live that you believe that you want to ride around with that on your truck and you want to ride around with a noose, you little 20-year-old piece of shit. You don't know nothing about nothing. So we have to get those kind of people in check. And we have to keep... You know, doing what we have to do, whether it's a, a small note that says fuck you and your flag or fuck you and your noose, fuck you and your gun, fuck you and your beliefs, your outdated racist beliefs. And whether we have to actually physically fight these people, that's what we have to do.
Because I know a lot of us out here, we're not scared of you. We're not scared of you guys with these guns. We will fight. And we, we are fighting. That's what we're doing now. That's what this is. That's what this is. We're giving you the fight that you always wanted. Let's see what happens. Let's see who wins in the end. I need another sip of this beer is what I need to do. <laughs> cool the fuck off. Cool out a little bit. Look, I hope everybody's doing good. I hope everybody's trying to stay safe. Put your mask on. Wear your mask. Do what you can out here. Stay positive. Fight the good fight. Um, drink a beer if you have to or whatever your your preferences and a beverage because we all kind of need that. And if you don't partake, just keep your heads up out there. For anyone out there who's listened to any of my podcasts and this one, um, I really, really do appreciate you. And I thank you for listening and just letting me get some of this stuff off my chest. And I hope that it touches you in some kind of way, maybe um, sparks some thought. And um, we can make some changes here in this country. And that's the, the ultimate goal. And everybody get out in November and let's get this guy Donald out of office. And like I said, thank you, everyone out there. And uh, I'll see you on the next one. I've got a friend. He uh, keeps up with these groups. He says they're moving away from the old violent racist style. So that's what Duke is peddling now. It's uh, becoming mainstream. Duke. David Duke, current Grand Wizard of the Clan, but he's always in a three-piece suit, never seen in a hood or robe in public, and he now goes by National Director, so he's clearly got his sights on higher office. Politics? How yeah. so? I think it's another way to sell hate. But don't think about it. Affirmative action, immigration, crime, tax reform. Mm. He says no one wants to be called a bigot anymore. I guess Archie Bunker made that too uncool. So the idea is under all these issues, everyday Americans can accept it, support it, until eventually, one day, he gets somebody in the White House that embodies it. <laughs> Sarge. Come on. America would never elect somebody like David Duke, President of the United States of America. Coming from a black man, that's pretty naive. Why don't you wake up? 